Unity Community of Central Oregon's podcast. There I was, just minding my own business. I was 19 years old. And just living my life the best way I knew how. And, and I was a cocktail waitress at the time, and the nightclub was kind of slow that night, so I got to chatting with one of my customers. And I had signed up for college. I didn't start college right after high school because I didn't want to, and I didn't think I owned a brain, so I thought I'd flunk out anyway. But after a couple years, I thought, well, i got to give it a shot. So I signed up uh, to be a veterinary technician, but I was sincerely worried because here now I was living on my own. I was going to have to work full-time to pay the rent. I was going to have to go to school full-time, and then I was going to have to study. And I was going to have to find some study habits, and I, didn't ha I never had any in school, I tell you. So I'm chatting with this customer, and the subject of aviation came up. And I told him, oh, yeah, flying. Me and my girlfriend, we want to buy an airline ticket to the nearest city and back because we've never been in an airplane, and it really looks fun. And in those days, it was more unusual to fly. Well, he says, you don't have to do that. He says, I'm a mechanic for a flight school, and we offer introductory flight lessons for $5. I said, I'm in. He says, well, you'd have to tell him you're sort of interested in learning to fly. And I said, I can do that. So I signed up, and I went for my introductory flight lesson. I was joyriding. I was adventure. This is going to be fun. And so I get with my instructor we, in this tiny little airplane. We take off for flying. I'm going, whoa, isn't this cool? This is fun. And he says, okay, your turn. I go, I didn't tell him what I was thinking, that I'm just a dumb girl. You can't give me the controls. And he said, no, no, I have controls over here. I'll keep you out of trouble. Go ahead and take it. And I put my hands on the controls, and it truly was the moment of my life. It was like giving a heroin addict their first injection. <laughs> I was so hooked. I had to do this thing. And so I looked and found ways to do it. And it wasn't easy because every t at every turn, when I was learning something new, that little voice in my head would go, what makes you think you can apply airplanes? You're just a dumb girl. And I believed it. And I literally would leave flight lessons crying on the way home because I was an idiot. Now, in hindsight, I was going through the mistakes that all the other students make, but the difference is a confident person will say, I made a mistake. I went home thinking I was the mistake. But my passion was bigger. So it never occurred to me to not jump in the car and drive back to my next lesson. So, I got to tell you, this, the story they're telling these days about purpose, what do they tell you about how to find your purpose? Do what you love and you will never work a day in your life. You heard that? that no, that doesn't work for me. That hasn't been my experience. Because <laughs> I didn't know I was going to love flying. I didn't grow up thinking about it. Little girls grew up wanting to be nurses or other things, but pilots? I was just carrying on, living my life, 
to the best of my ability, which wasn't very good. But I had an open heart. And the universe loves an open heart. There's a caveat, though. When you open your heart, you never know where it's going to lead you. I can, I can tell you it will be somewhere wonderful. So 20 years go by, and so I'm just minding my own business, carrying on. I'm an airline pilot by now, flying for United, the Jumbos. And loved the job, thought it was wonderful, but now it's routine. You know, you don't stay in a hive doing even what you love every day. And I'm just carrying on, and I'm raising my young son. And I, re I had already found Centers for Spiritual Living, which is hand-in-hand -hand with unity. It's all the same teaching. Different founders is all. And I was counseling with my minister because I realized there were some real unhealed parts in me. It's not right to feel like you're a mistake. And it felt very incongruent to me to go to work and be powerful and fly a powerful piece of equipment, but think I was a mistake. So I was counseling with her, and oh, she was wonderful. She was using the uh, precepts of NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, and I just loved it. I, I felt like I was totally shifting and shining more every time. And one day she said to me, you know, Robin, I'm starting an LP school, and I know how much you love this, so you should be in it. And I said, sign me up. I'm there. She says, well, by the way, it's in the middle of ministerial school. It's year two of three years. And I went, well, I don't want to be a minister. I just want the NLP. And she says, well, you know, but that's the way the school is set up. And, and I ended up signing up, and off I went to ministerial school. And the next magical thing happened. That was one of the most joyous, beautiful times of my life, those three years. Because it dove me deeper into learning about myself. Because when we learn about ourselves, we learn about spirit. When I got the opportunity from this magical woman to ask my own questions, I think in many teachings, uh, religious teaching, they will stand up and tell you what you believe. My instructor stood up and said, asked, what do you believe on this? And now what do you believe on this? And I got to go home and be with that and write on it and speak on it and find out and evolve and change and grow and come into what I truly knew rather than what someone had tried to convince me. What a magical time. So, I didn't know I wanted to be a minister. I wasn't looking for the ministry. It found me. And so, this purpose thing, doing what you love, I don't know about that. Because I didn't know I loved that. It found me. I was just minding my own business, continuing on. And 
I still wasn't very, doing a very good job at it, I gotta tell you. You know, evolution takes time. <laughs> but I had an open heart. And the universe loves an open heart. Say it with me. The universe loves an open heart. But remember, you never know where it's going to lead you. I can only promise it will be wonderful. So fast forward a few more years. And now here, here Bill and I, my husband and I, were traveling. And we rented a travel trailer and decided we wanted to um, see all the Southwest. So we had a marvelous nine-day vacation. And the last night, we were going to be in Crater Lake. But due to some snow, we decided, well, that's not going to work. So I said, I know. Let's go to my favorite place on the planet. Let's go to Sisters. So we spent our last night in Sisters. We were just on vacation. I was just minding my own business. <laughs> We parked our travel trailer, going down the road. We had talked about, we knew we didn't want to retire. We were living in Vancouver, Washington. We knew we didn't want to retire there. There was way too much gray and rain. And if you notice I'm wearing gray today, I would not touch anything gray for years because the sky was always gray. <laughs> and we saw a for sale sign. And we drove down that road, and I even told Bill, Oh, don't bother. We can't afford it here. Sisters is too expensive. He ignored me. He's smart that way. <laughs> and we saw the flyer. We pulled the flyer and went, oh my gosh, we could afford this. And we tromped the property and it was like I got another injection again. I fell so in love with this ranch. It was everything I ever didn't dare to dream about. <laughs> and I said, Spirit, what is this? And we tried to forget it. We uh, called the realtor, who is my beloved guest sitting in front here. She was my first friend and sisters. And we're friends, we're neighbors, we're riding buddies, and we have a great time. We tried to forget it, we tried to walk away, and the next day we came back, made an offer, and bought the ranch. Now, that was eight years ago. You couldn't sell a dollhouse eight years ago. And somehow, we had to go home now and sell our home so we could buy the ranch. Well, Spirit just paved the way. Bill sold the house to the neighbor without even listing it with a realtor. It was meant to be. We were divinely invited to that ranch. And it was wonderful. But I was just minding my own business. I had a nice little horse property in Vancouver. I didn't know I wanted a horse ranch and a boarding stable. It found me. So I don't know about this, do what you love, and, it, and you will never work a day in your life, because those are the only the loves you know about. But you never know where life is going to take you. And I still wasn't doing it very well. I was stumbling along, and I was still, and here I am, an ordained minister by now, 
and I'm supposed to believe all these, or shall I say, live all these ways, and, and <laughs> no, I wasn't far from perfect there, but I had an open heart, and the universe loves an open heart. So even if I wasn't doing it well, the universe kept giving out. And remember, you don't know where an open heart is going to take you, but I guarantee it'll be wonderful. So fast forward to now where I am today. And now it's time for the ranch to come to an end. We're ready to move on, and that is for sale. And I'm moving on to my next thing. And I thought, okay, spirit, where am I going now? Because now I'm going to have a little extra time. And whereas I love being a minister here at Unity, I also love it that it's part-time. <laughs> and I do NLP counseling, as my instructor did. Uh, I love that, too. And I love it part-time. So I thought, okay, spirit, what? I know me too well. I'm going to have passions and purpose in my life. What's it going to be? And when I asked the question, I got no answer. Well, then my, uh, my mentor and instructor and, and minister from so many days ago invited me for Christmas. So Kristen and I, her niece, went, flew to Denver and spent 10 days with Jody at Christmas. And I was just minding my own business <laughs> when we went to the Science of Mind archives. And this is where uh, many of the things that Ernest Holmes wrote and owned are in these archives. And so I was in the presence of his things. I got to put my hands on the podium. I got to touch his suitcases, um, his books, first edition books that he had written. Now, I'd always been a nut on Ernest Holmes because if you know much about the two teachings, Unity was uh, founded by the Fillmores. And their, their style of how to share it was love. Great style, isn't it? Love it, love it, love it. Ernest Holmes over here, his style was more science. I mean, he had tea with Einstein on a regular basis. He was more of a scientific thinker. And my brain loved that. So when in ministerial school, we were given uh, a task to do our first presentation, brand new in ministerial school, and she passed the hat, and we had to pull a name out of a hat and become that person. Not just do a, a presentation about that person, but become that person. And I got Ernest Holmes. Now, in those days, my hair was short. I spray-painted silver. I wore a suit. And I stood up, and I listened to his old videos, which there weren't a lot of them because, you know, he died in 1960. So the technology was a little bit different then. But I listened to what I, and saw what I could. And I stood up, and I became Ernest Holmes. And I gave this talk. And he came through me. And as I am, or, and, and, I didn't have any confidence in speaking, but it wasn't me. It was Ernest Holmes. And it was flowing until I looked at Jody, and there's Jody in the front row with tears in her eyes because she recognized Ernest. That knocked me for a minute, but then I got back, and Ernest continued speaking through me, and it was wonderful. Well, now here I am back at the archives, 
and I'm touching his podium. Oh, I'm going to do it again. I start crying. And I started crying. And Jody and Kristen said, what's going on? And I said, Ernest Holmes is back in me again. And he gave me my next purpose. And my next purpose is to teach science of mind. And I said, but Ernest, my, my ministerial training is at Jody's school, not in science of mind. I have no standing in this church. And Ernest's answer in me was very clearly, I will take, it through, take you through it step by step. I said, okay, I trust. And I cried for joy for two days, not knowing, ex not knowing at all how this was going to happen and not caring either because this was bigger than me. I don't have to worry about that because I was just minding my own business. <laughs> I was just living my life, getting a little better at it now, I hope. You know. But I had an open heart. And the universe loves an open heart. But you never know where it's going to take you. So when you're considering your purpose, your passion, whether it's for the first time or the 10th or the 50th, because there is no limit in spirit. Open that heart and know that you will be guided to places you never dreamed you were going to go. And you're going to expand in ways you never dreamed you could. The person that I was as a teenager could never admit to anyone that I thought I was a mistake. And now I am so not in that same place that I can tell you that with all confidence that they won't hate me and run out the door like I thought when I was a teenager. Because I know the truth of it. The truth is I'm so not a mistake. And neither are you. In your darkest moments, you are spirit expressing. Always. Always. So keep your eyes peeled. I'll be doing a lot more teaching here at Unity because Ernest told me to. So after service today, I'm just going to be standing up here minding my own business. And I would love for you to come up and have some prayer with me. I would love to invite you to follow your dreams, your purpose, and open your heart a little bit more. And I keep thinking my heart is completely open, and I hit regular spots where I go, oh, no, there's some rust on those hinges. I need to creak a little bit more because how far the heart can open truly is infinite. And I'm still only scratching the surface. What a luscious thought that is, that I have so much more. So come up and pray with us. It truly is our joy to invite you to your next purpose that burns brightly in your soul and gifts the universe with all that you are. Namaste.
Let it grow, let it grow. Let it blossom, let it flow.